Welcome back to another episode of Fertility Friendly Food. My name is Stephanie Velarkis and I am an expert fertility dietitian and nutritionist and founder of The Dietologist and of course your host. And I love helping people prepare for conception using diet and lifestyle to support their fertility, pregnancy and their child's future health. Now, before we get stuck into today's podcast all about transitioning off the pill in preparation for conception, I wanted to let you know that you can download my free preconception lifestyle checklist via the link in the show notes below. It has been downloaded by thousands of people and is an easy one-page checklist to help you get started on building a fertility-friendly lifestyle. Now, on to today's episode. This episode was actually requested by one of our very own team members here at The Dietologist, and it is all about what to do in the transition off the pill when preparing to conceive. If you're not trying to conceive but want to change contraception or stop using the pill, then this will still be relevant to you too. You may also want to go back and listen to episode 9 from season 1, which talks all about nutrient depletion and the pill. So definitely go back, tune into that one first, and then hop back over here to get up to speed on this episode. Now, before we get really deep into this conversation, I wanted to preface with the fact that if you are transitioning off the pill for whatever reason, it is a really good idea to speak to your GP or doctor about your circumstances, especially if you need an alternative form of contraception or you started the pill to manage, i.e. mask, some concerns such as irregular periods, acne or period pain. As these issues are likely to resurface again once you stop the pill. So you want to try and proactively explore any other management strategies ahead of time. So here are some of the FAQs I get asked about the pill and transitioning off and some of my answers. Let's get into it. So the first common question is, how do I actually come off the pill? Do I just stop taking it whenever or do I take my sugar pills, i.e. have a withdrawal bleed and then not restart again with active pills? Now, this can depend on the type of pill you're taking. So again, best to seek your doctor's advice, but it's generally considered okay to stop at the start or middle of a pack um, or wait until your last withdrawal bleed and then stop by not taking any active pills after that. It's up to you and your doctor. But if you are using it for a contraception purpose, you do need to have in a combination pill 21 days straight of active pills to prevent against pregnancy if that is what you're using the pill for. Now, the next question is, when can I expect my period to return after stopping the pill? So after you get that initial withdrawal bleed, this is going to look completely individual when you get your next kind of natural menstrual bleed. Uh, this could be, you know, right on time about four weeks later. Uh, for some people, it can take, can take up to three to six months before you get your first bleed back. Um, and this is all considered within the realm of normal. So it's a pretty huge range um, in the absence of other concerns, which could indicate an underlying health condition. For example, if you have low body fat levels, you're chronically stressed and active and under eating, you may have hypothalamic amenorrhea, which could be causing the delay of your period to return after stopping the pill. Or if you're experiencing acne, hair growth or hair loss, or have been found to have polycystic appearing ovaries on ultrasounds, perhaps the delay in your period is more likely to be due to PCOS. So if either of these sound somewhat relevant to you, please speak to your doctor and get these checked out. 
One tip I always give my clients is have a date in the diary of when you're going to take action. So if it's that three month mark and then going back to the GP, have that date in your diary so you're not constantly worrying and stressing about it. And you know that once that day comes, that's when you are going to make your appointment. So that's a top tip from me. Now, the next question is, should I get any tests done before or shortly coming off the pill? Now, unfortunately, your reproductive hormones can't really be accurately assessed via blood tests within about three months of coming off the pill. And whilst on the pill, it won't give you an accurate picture either. So it's best to wait and then reevaluate. However, if you're planning to try to conceive, you could review some other things like your vaccination status, your STI checks and nutrient levels such as iron and vitamin D to ensure that these are optimized before you start trying to conceive. And generally speaking, these are going to have a um, a limited impact by you taking the pill or being shortly thereafter um, from the pill. Okay, the next question I get is I'm having some symptoms since coming off the pill, like acne, hair growth, irregular periods or changes in mood. Help. My first tip would be make sure you start keeping a bit of a diary or a log of these symptoms and see if you notice any patterns at all. And secondly, I would head back to your GP and voice your concerns and present any diaries you have about your concerns. They will then be able to perform the necessary tests to work out what's going on. Or if perhaps you need some more time after stopping the pill to get back to quote unquote normal, obviously if symptoms are becoming unbearable or distressing, they can offer you some solutions and relief there too. And In my opinion, from a nutritional perspective, um, working on some pre-pill transition nutrition strategies can be really helpful to try to mitigate that um, post-pill symptom issues as much as possible. And it is a bit of a question as are these symptoms really then an underlying concern such as PCOS or is it a bit of a period of instability with those types of things um, as you withdraw from the pill? And we don't really know without more tests. Now, the next question is, if I intend to conceive straight away after coming off the pill, is there anything different I need to do? Well, My tips would be definitely get some baseline lab work done and start a prenatal supplement one to three months before you're ready to come off the pill in case you ovulate and fall pregnant right away. We want to make sure that your nutrient stores are optimized to support you and your future baby and their development too. And there is some evidence to suggest nutrients like folate, B vitamins, vitamin C, selenium, zinc, and magnesium can be depleted on the pill, perhaps due to changes in the way that our body actually absorbs these nutrients from food, all of which can play a role in supporting our preconception and pregnancy health. So speak to us about finding the right prenatal supplement based on your needs before coming off the pill if you intend to start actively trying right away. And P.S. actively trying also means not stopping it from happening either. So if you're not using protection and there is a chance you could become pregnant, consider starting a prenatal supplement anyway, just so you're not caught out and then scrambling. So don't forget, check out episode 18 of season two of the podcast to learn more about prenatal supplements and consider booking in a 30 minute express prenatal supplement consult with us for a personalized plan so you can have peace of mind that you're choosing the right product, dosage and forms of each nutrient for your unique situation and needs. 
Now, the other question I commonly get is, Steph, does all this apply to other forms of hormonal contraception, such as the Marina or Kylina IUD, the quote-unquote rod, and the Depo-Provera injection? And now the way you come off these are all going to be a little bit different. With IUDs, they need to be removed by your doctor, similar to the rod. And with the Depo injection, once you decide not to take it anymore, it needs three months for its effects to wear off after your last injection. So as these all use different hormones compared to the combination oral contraceptive pill, each will be a little different. However, for the most part, some similar principles apply about anticipated timeframes after coming off hormonal contraception for a regular period um, to return and testing, etc. all do apply. Whether the nutrient depletion is as much of a concern it's probably less likely for IUDs based on the proposed mechanism in particular because IUDs are working more so locally from a hormonal level by dispensing the hormones directly to the reproductive organs. Um, so it's not a bad idea to touch base and think about your nutrition, particularly if you're going to transition to trying to conceive. Um, but from a I guess from a theoretical perspective, I would presume that for something like an IUD, you would probably have slightly less impact uh, from a nutrient absorption perspective. Now, the next question that I really commonly get is, does the pill affect my fertility? And the answer is no, the pill does not actually impact fertility. Many people link reproductive related health concerns such as period pain, acne, changes in weight or mood to stopping the pill. However, it is more likely that these concerns were already there beforehand and perhaps you were so young when you started the pill that that they hardly had a chance to surface or they weren't around at that time or they were and now that they're back you kind of forgot about it for the period of time you were taking contraception. This is really common and again important to voice your concerns with your doctor um, but there has not been any data to show any delays to uh, conceiving after stopping the pill even after a long period of time such as many years. So to summarize a basic coming off the pill mini checklist for you, definitely see your doctor to discuss your intentions before actually stopping the pill and discuss alternative contraception options if it is your desire not to get pregnant. If you're planning to come off the pill to conceive, speak to your doctor about your plans and do some preliminary blood work to ensure you're in good shape, check nutrient levels and speak to a preconception and fertility dietitian such as us here at The Dietologist about a prenatal supplement plan. My advice is if you have an ideal time frame in mind that you want to conceive, my advice is potentially consider coming off the pill a little sooner than maybe what you need to just in case there are delays to getting your period back and use other methods of protection to avoid pregnancy if you really don't want to get pregnant in the interim again you need to have that conversation with you and your partner if that's relevant um, and also your doctor as well if your period has not returned with, within, say, three to six months after stopping a particular contraceptive, go back to your doctor and explore further options. They may advise re-reproductive hormone testing or refer you to a gynecologist for further advice. If you're concerned at all that something isn't right throughout this time, definitely just go and see your doctor at any point in time. Like these are all guidelines and not rules. And at the end of the day, if you're not feeling right within yourself and you feel like something needs to be 
looked at or investigated or you need some peace of mind, then go and seek that help and advice. These are not rules. They're just guides. And each person is going to have an individual response. Okay, well, that's a wrap on this episode. I hope it was helpful for you. I know I wasn't super nutrition focused, but I do get these types of questions a lot in our DMs over at the underscore dietologist on Instagram and also a lot in our virtual clinic too. Um, So in the meantime, don't forget to download my free preconception lifestyle checklist. The link is in the show notes below. And please, if you haven't already, please subscribe or follow on your favorite podcasting platform. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me reach way more ears and help more people. And as a completely independent podcaster, this makes all the difference. In fact, the week I asked you all to leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts over on Instagram, I went from I went up over 10 spots um, in the nutrition charts here in Australia on the Apple Podcast charts, which is just wild. So thank you. I really do appreciate it. All right, everyone, until next episode. Bye.